0: Content warning. On this episode, we discuss uh, abusive relationships, including physical and sexually abusive relationships. So, if that's not something you want to hear about, this episode may not be for you. Thanks and enjoy the
1: show. Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear, and then we talk about it. This is page 432. She nodded. Three since I left, she said. I was about to start a fourth, but you've saved me the trouble. I only got the one, I said. Denna shrugged. I'd rather tell you in person anyway. She paused dramatically. I finally have my formal patronage. You have, I said, delighted. Denna, that's wonderful news. Denna grinned proudly. Her teeth were white against the light nut color of her travel-tanned face. Her lips, as always, were red, without the aid of any paint. Is he part of the court here in Severin? I asked. What's his name? Denna's grin faded into a serious look, a confused smile playing around her mouth. You know I can't tell you that, she chided. You know how closely he guards his privacy. My excitement fell away, leaving me cold. Oh no, Denna, it's not the same fellow as before, is it? The one who sent you to play for that wedding in Treban? Denna looked puzzled. Of course it is. I can't tell you his real name. What was it you called him before, Master Elm? Master Ash, I said, and it felt like a mouthful of ashes when I said it. Do you at least know his real name? Did he tell you that much before you signed up? I expect I know his real name, she shrugged, running a hand through her hair. When her fingers touched the braid, she seemed surprised to find it there, and quickly began to unravel it, her deft fingers smoothing it away. Even if I don't, what does it matter? Everyone has secrets, Quoth. I don't particularly care what his are, so long as he continues to deal square with me. He's been very generous. He's not just secretive, Denna, I protested. From the way you've described him, I'd say he's either paranoid or tangled up in dangerous business. I don't know why you're carrying such a grudge against him. I couldn't believe she could say that. Denna, he beat you senseless. She went very still. No. Her hand went to the fading bruise on her cheek. No, he didn't. I told you I fell while I was out riding. The stupid horse couldn't tell a stick from a snake. I shook my head. I'm talking about last fall in Treban. donna's hand fell back to her lap where it made an absent-minded fidgeting gesture, trying to toy with a ring that wasn't there. She looked at me, her expression blank. How did you know about that? You told me yourself, that night on the hill, waiting for the Drakus to come. That's the page. I'm Nick.
2: I'm Jordana.
0: I'm Jeremy.
1: So one thing I just want to point to is something at the top of the page, which is something that uh, has been litigated elsewhere, but it's one of the examples of Rothfuss uh, piling onto a trope that uh, has become recognized as harmful and sort of left by the wayside by many authors. And that's the idea that uh, beauty means like red lips and, and pale skin and white teeth the idea that being red without paint is something to be uh, held up as a beauty standard uh, is something that reinforces the idea that uh, makeup is is necessary for beauty. Um, and I think that uh, the Rothfuss of today would have used a different metaphor.
2: Reasonable. That that feels like it is true. I don't think that Rothfuss would have written this book the same way today.
1: D- the, the previous bruise that Denna explained away as the horse, we can now uh begin to deduce was also caused by the patron because dena when he says he beat you dena goes to that one no that wasn't him <laughs> uh but she doesn't remember telling him under the influence of the dinner uh, about the other uh, beatings
0: yeah i feel like we we talked about this the last time we 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 encountered dena we noticed she had a bruise on her face and we were like oh we we all think she got that from her patron even though that's not what she says I feel like this whole passage is bringing up a really complex issue that has a lot of fraught and, yeah, like complicated things in it to which there are no easy answers. And I think that we as readers are kind of meant to ruminate on on that discomfort because obviously, like, you know, Factually, Quoth is right. Like, Denna is, you know, as you know, as far as we know, as far as we can deduce, and I suppose it's possible that we'll learn that this is not what's going on, that, like, Denna's patron is beating her. You know, she shows up with, like, bruises on her face that he gave her deliberately. This is obviously very upsetting for Quoth, who cares about Denna and, like, wants her to not be beaten. And I think that that's very sensible. But the situation that she is in is not as cut and dry as that as far as she's concerned. And there's a degree to which you can't take someone's agency away from them in that kind of situation. You know, you can't just say uh, you can't be in this situation because it's bad for you because you don't know the particulars of her circumstances, right? Like, it's just like, it's a, it's a fraught situation. And I think Rothfuss handles it gracefully, but Quoth does not. But the reasons for why Quoth acts the way he does and kind of, you know, does not take into, into account Denna's agency as a person are totally understandable. They're totally sympathetic, but that doesn't mean that he's necessarily in the right and that Denna's in the wrong. Am I making sense?
1: You are very much so. And I think that the book is uh, is tackling this much more directly than maybe we are letting ourselves realize. And certainly Quoth is because Quoth is in exactly the same situation. Quoth is whipped bloody many times and subjected to a lot of awful abuse by the institution of the university because he stands to gain something that's more important to him than, than not putting up with physical abuse. Uh, and Quoth never thinks of it that way. And I don't think Denna does. Oh, maybe Denna does. Maybe when Quoth, when she sees the scars that he's getting, Denna thinks, How come you put up with the university? But the, the exact same is true. And you're right that. You know, it's not to Denna to say to quoth you need to leave the university, and just like it's not to quoth to say to dena you need to leave this guy. Obviously, no one should be in a in a relationship of any kind that is physically abusive. But for the purposes of this book, there's something that the character needs more than not putting up with this physical abuse, um, and the same is true of quoth. I think that the way that it's tackled in this chapter is meant to the way that's tackled this chapter is meant to evoke the kind of conversation that you would have around a physically abusive romantic partner. Uh, but, and maybe that's how Quoth is like sort of thinking of it because the way that Dena has uh, attached herself to male people in the past has been uh, through romance. But that's not the sense I have here. And it's also like, I'm not trying to forgive the character of Master Ash for the beatings, but it's not really clear like he clearly, as we'll talk on this page, he has a rationale for the beatings. And the sense I get is that it's just for his his shits and giggles. We don't really understand why. You know, it seems like pretty senseless. And I'm not saying that there is a good reason for it because there's never a good reason for that kind of thing.
0: He does give a logical reason for doing it. Or Denna gives us the logical reason that Ash gives for doing it to her um, in Tarbin. That doesn't make it, you know, right. And Quoth says, like, you could have found another way to handle this situation, but there is a cold-blooded logic to it.
1: And as SNC points out in the chat, Quoth does come to this conclusion by the end of the book. Mm-hmm. When he returns to the university, he does put it together that he and Denna are kind of going through the same thing. Physical abuse in the name of achieving or learning something that's more important.
0: But I, I don't think that I would have thought of it in those terms, necessarily. Uh, until until you pointed it out Nick but yeah it is kind of a parallel and I don't think I think it makes sense for Quoth not to be thinking of it in those terms because as you say part of the thing about Master Ash that is so creepy and unsettling is because the threat of sexual abuse is always there even though they never talk about it simply because he's a man who has power over a younger woman who really wants something from him Right. So like that threat of using that power to to get what you want is is really it's present, even though it's not discussed. And I think that Quoth cannot help even subconsciously making that association. I don't think any of us would would like hold it against Quoth for being protective of the person that he loves. But, you know, that does not that is not the overriding trump card in this scenario.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I actually, I have notes related to Denna's hair, but also it was Pat, not SNC.
1: Oh, uh, I stand corrected. Thank you, Jordana. It was uh, Patrick, not Rothfuss in the chat uh, who pointed that out. Why don't we get to Denna's hair though? Because I also yeah. want to talk about this.
2: So Denna's got the braid and she forgets it's there. She re- is reminded that it's there and so she takes it out. So my theory is what's happened is she puts the braid in when she's going out for the day, so that the people who, she, like, the, the common folk that she runs into, and maybe anyone she has to talk to because of her patron, like, think that she's lovely, because maybe that gives her an advantage. And then she uh, runs into Kvoth and sort of forgets that the braid is there, because she's just, like, getting back in touch with him, and that's exciting for her. And then upon realizing that she's wearing the braid, she doesn't want that to affect his perception of her, so she undoes it.
1: I wonder what what the magic is. I agree that she has some sort of yellish knot or some sort of magic braid in her hair. Um I'm not sure that it's lovely necessarily. I want to remind us that we thought Quoth was behaving oddly, or at least like that the conversation was wooden um and like a bit of a regression. So I wonder if she has something in there like don't speak to me or I don't know, some something in there to like change the behavior in some way of someone who's speaking to her. And that's sort of like how they get into the this this conversation or what is sort of moving both to be less. Um, although they spent hours together. I don't know. It's been there for hours. And this is the first time we, we jump in and, and learn about their behavior. So I'm sure Rothfuss knows what the Braid uh, is doing, but we do not.
0: I completely agree with you, Jordana, that she undoes whatever magic is in the braid because she does not want to be manipulating Foth's mind right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, that was my note. That's it.
0: Oh, just talking of Denna's blocking on this page, uh, the other thing that she does is that she fidgets with her ring, but her ring is not there. But she's like unconsciously doing the same kind of gesture she would doing if she was fiddling with the ring.
1: Yes, as we learned long ago, uh, that is the magic gesture, that she is able to scribe uh, magical symbols without really knowing it. And J- Jeremy uh, supported this theory, so hmm. uh, I think uh, we can just jump back in. There. I
0: don't remember more. that. I don't remember supporting anything of the kind. <laughs>
2: I mean, like, fiddling with a ring that isn't there doesn't have to have anything to do with anything magical. That's just a thing people do. No, it's just, like, a,
0: a nervous habit that she has, right? It's, like, consistent characterization of her.
1: Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's something that is, like, a tell that she's she's no longer in control. Like, she hasn't had the ring for a long time, and I get the sense that she's used to being in control of her, her visage uh, and being poised. And so when the fidgeting comes, it's like a sign that she's not in character, that she does have her guard down a little bit.
0: Anybody else got any notes on this page before we move on?
2: I'm good.
1: Um, I'm, I'm good.
2: To the next page.
1: At the next page. I've been Nick.
2: I'm Jordana.
0: I'm Jeremy.
1: And we'll see you tomorrow for another page of um, the wind.
0: Stolen. Owned. Thank <laughs> you.